Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today I am super excited to be here with a Navy spouse, Sarah. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Gracie. I am doing great. And I got to say that I love what you're doing for the military community. And I'm so excited to be here today. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, Kind of start by giving me like a little glimpse into your life of what it's like being a spouse. Well, right off the bat, um, I would definitely say that being a military spouse has its positives and its set of challenges. Um, So just a little background on myself is uh, I wasn't raised as a military brat per se. Um, My father did uh, serve uh, in the Navy as well before I was born. But I grew up in South Texas. And when I was growing up, my father actually worked in the oil fracking business. So he did a lot of traveling. He was away from home a lot of the time. And uh, it was mostly my mother who was doing the day-to-day things with my siblings and I. And so I feel like I I grew up with a really awesome role model, Um, seeing my mother take care of three kids day-to-day. And it really taught me about strength resilience and independence. Um, But she understood that my father was sacrificing things for the family, even though things got difficult at times. So I I really think that resonated with me as I grew into a woman myself. And I think that really played a role for me as a military spouse. Um, Like I said, there's a lot of positives and challenges, but I really think one thing that makes things as a military spouse. So challenging is relocating and going to places where you might not know a lot of people. And this was especially hard for me at first because I do consider myself to be an introvert. So sometimes it can be very difficult for me to get out there and meet other people. But I can definitely say that this journey has helped me keep an open mind and get out there in the community. So right now we are currently in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, But that's just a little bit of background about me and my uh, personal journey as a military spouse. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, not necessarily being raised as a military child, but still being a military child, you know, you get that you still kind of get a glimpse into what the life is like, you know, in a good aspect because of the way you're raised um, and just difference you know you spoke on resilience and bravery and strength and all of that that still you know gets instilled in you along the way and then you know taking you into this life as a military spouse and so many wonderful and incredible things you get to experience as it absolutely and I had uh quite a few people in my family um, who did serve as well, like my grandpa on my mother's side and then my uncle on my mother's side. So I I just grew up having such a profound respect for people who serve, you know, the country that they love um, and things of that sort. So I was very fortunate to have that as well upbringing. Yeah, it really plays a huge role into 
the life you have and just the incredible experiences you have and the people you're surrounded by. And, you know, it's incredible having that kind of knowledge coming into the life as a military spouse of, you know, what to expect. You kind of have a support system built around you and it's really incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about um, different ways that you, because you I mean as an author, right? Like, <laughs> let's say that. Um, but tell me different ways that you're helping to impact the military community yourself. So I guess uh, just to give a little bit of background on that too, I'm a pediatric speech therapist. Um, and as somebody who works a lot with kids, I incorporate so many different books into our speech therapy sessions. And being in Norfolk, Virginia, I had so many families who were military families. I worked a lot with children who were in that lifestyle. And I just saw a lot of what they were going through. And there are a pretty good selection of books out there to incorporate that have all those different literary themes for military families. Um, But I would say as a military spouse myself, I had a lot of empathy for those families. And I came to understand that, you know, the kids go through just as much, if not more, um, you know, when their parent might be deployed, or they might experience that separation, or, you know, relocating, being the new child in school, or, you know, things of that sort. So that's kind of what inspired me to create a book um, for military families. And I really, really hope that it gets into as many military families' households as possible. But also, I think it's well-suited for civilian families as well, just to learn more about military families and, you know, what they experience together. And so that's what I would say. That's one of my biggest inspirations behind my book was those wonderful opportunities of working with those kids and families who have a family member who is currently serving. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast before, but little fun fact about me, I guess. My dad, uh, he had a seven-year break in service. And so during most of my childhood, he was home working his civilian job. It was still like he was a corrections officer in the county jail. So it was still like six to six Monday Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and every other Wednesday he worked. So it was still like a tough lifestyle. But during my first uh, like year or two of life when he was in the military, um, I was delayed in speech because mm-hmm. I would not talk when he was gone. Like when he was gone, oh. it was, I was silent. Like, I mean, I made noise, you know, obviously, but I didn't have, uh, you know, as much language as a, at a young age that I should have. So like mm-hmm. I was in speech therapy for quite some time because my speech was delayed. And I mean, the only thing that we can really trace that back to is my dad being gone. And so I was a deployment baby. My sister, who was born 15 months after me, was a deployment baby as well. And then because I was delayed in speech, she was delayed in speech because it was that, you know, you copy what your older sister's doing, your older sibling. So yeah, it's really important, you know, having that um, and that understanding, because it's not, it's, I mean, I would think it's common in the military life to have, you know, experiences like that at such a young age. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. I know um, for a child, that must have been really challenging for you to experience. Um, and I 
have seen a lot of that with kids that I've worked with. Um, Of course, everybody's experience is unique and things of that sort. But I would say there's a lot of, you know, psychological feelings that kids experience. And, you know, especially being so young, it's hard to you know, develop your learning at school while also, you know, trying to make sense and process all these other feelings that you're having with separation and things like that. Um, Because I will say, even with me growing up, my father, with him traveling so much with oil fracking, we could always call him and, you know, things of that sort. But sometimes with deployment, Um, communication can be very rare. Um, so a lot of the times you just, you're worried, you know, is, is my partner okay? Or is dad okay? You know, how they're, how are they doing? We haven't heard from them in a week or so. Um, so absolutely. I can only imagine for kids, especially who are trying to process all those emotions. Um, I would definitely say that has an impact on their speech and communication during that time. Yeah. And, you know, there were so many times, like you mentioned communication, like letter writing was huge. You know, that's how we would uh, communicate most of the time. And, you know, thankfully today we have more technology and as technology advances, there are more options to be able to communicate. But even with friendships, you know, that's, you know, the way that kids stay connected and pen pals is so much fun. And I want to, you know, Find ways to implement that back in because that's just such an important topic for for kids and for uh, their Mm -hmm. communication and learning to grow, but not losing out on some of those traditions uh, per se that our community and our country was built on. Absolutely. And um, I had the opportunity of working in the public school system for two years here in Norfolk. And that was another thing I had noticed is um, for these kids, not, you know, like I said, everybody's experience is unique in their own way. But sometimes uh, I always say that behavior is a form of communication. A lot of the time, especially for kids, if they don't know how to express something or they're having a lot of difficulty expressing something, they might, I say with quotations, they might act out or not really participate in class. And so oftentimes I would see that staff would think a child is misbehaving or they're not wanting to participate when in reality, you know, they needed to go see the counselor or they needed some help because of what they're going through with the military lifestyle. And so I just, my heart goes out to those children um, because like I said, they're sacrificing a lot as well. And that's exactly what I would love for my book to be able to bring to that military community is to bring that connection and let these kids know that they're not alone um, in this journey and that, you know, there is help out there and to also let the parents know too, um, to think about how their kids are processing all this as well. Yeah, especially for the parents who were not military kids or grew up mm-hmm. around some sort of military community um, or even had a, you know, distant family member who was in the military. You know, it's a hard lifestyle to just get thrown into. And so if you don't understand, you know, kind of what the mind of a child goes through living that mm-hmm. lifestyle, it's hard to uh, raise children in the lifestyle because you're learning you know, the role of being a spouse, but then also being the role of a mom. And, you know, in some 
instances, both parents, when someone's deployed or on trainings or TDYs, and you're trying to balance all these things, but it's hard to understand what is going through the mind of a child in those, you know, situations, just like they can't understand what you're going through as an adult, you know? Oh, yes. And as a military spouse, you can kind of choose um, whether you want to be in that life or not, right? Um, right. Choose to marry your spouse or to, you know, to keep this relationship, uh, knowing that there will be positives and challenges in the way. But for a child, you can't necessarily choose that. Like you said, they're kind of thrown into those situations. And so I think... Um, as adults, whether you're civilian or military families, you know, just providing as much support as we can for their emotional needs, um, I think is so important for these kids. Yeah, especially, you know, as they go through this lifestyle, I remember, and I've talked to so many people who, there were times where I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Like, I'm, I've had, you know, my my fill of it. Like, I'm, I'm done. Um, and you go through this lifestyle, but we say we're done, but we don't have the choice because mm-hmm. we're minors, you know, we don't, we can't just have the choice. And I've talked with so many people who have found, tried to find ways to stay in their location so they could be with their friends and move with their friends or, you know, mm-hmm. do things like that. And that's not really possible. Like we just have to kind of go with the flow. And like you said, spouses kind of have that that decision of do you stay with your spouse? Do you, you know, keep this relationship going? Or there are so many that encourage their spouse to join the military because they, you know, need it to survive financially and, um, you know, different situations like that. But, you know, they have that choice. Do you stay or do you go? And even though that might be a hard decision, like it is a decision that's there. And for kids, like, you know, it's not there for for us. We have to go with it, even though we may have so many different positive or negative feelings towards it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What, you know, things have as a spouse that you have experienced have shaped you throughout this journey? I would say so. It's all about perspective, right? And. I know I mentioned before, I am such an introvert. And so um, at first, when my partner and I were still dating, I really questioned and I pushed back on things. I felt really torn because I really cared about this person. But I knew that, you know, there's going to be a lot of challenges along this way, um, even though it's could be a beautiful journey um, and things like that. But it really got me to get out of my comfort zone. Um, And it actually really showed me that there's such a big sense of community in the military community. So even though, you know, somebody might be living in a place where you don't have any friends, you you don't really know anybody. um, I had opportunities where I met others who were also serving and their families. And it actually gave us something huge and something significant in common with each other. Um, And I had actually met a lot of really good friends this way. And one of them was actually a speech therapist as well. Um, We worked at the same company together. Yes. And I can honestly say that I probably wouldn't have met most of these people 
if not for the military life bringing us or crossing our paths per se. So even now, even though we're all in different places, just because of orders and all that, um, those connections that we made uh, are still strong and we still stay in contact. And so that's just something big that I've learned is that kindness comes in the most unexpected of places. And um, even with civilians who knew that we're military, like my neighbors, um, they've done some amazing things to make us like feel welcome. Um, and that always means so much, you know, it kind of just reminds us that uh, kindness can come in so many different ways. And when you least expect it, you know? Yeah, I absolutely love that. And, you know, even being in a military community like Norfolk, where there's so much military population there, you know, the civilians who live there do understand, like, you are coming and going and there's, you know, so much unknown in the lifestyle and deployments can come about and, you know, different trainings and, you know, things that take a family member away from the situation. And they understand that and they have that. Um, well, they may not have lived it and they may never live it. Um, they still have that idea of what it's like because they're exposed to it so much. And that's why I love, you know, these military communities so much. And then, you know, you mentioned staying in contact with friends that you made throughout this lifestyle. And that's one of my favorite things because I know there's so many people I can just send a message to and say, hey, like I need something, you know, and I haven't seen them in 10 years, but they're still there. And there are so many people that you can just pick up the phone and have a conversation with. And there's so many people I've met, you know, as an adult that I've never fully met in person because I've met, you know, through platforms like the podcast or Instagram and social media. And, you know, while social media can have a bad rap for it, but it's really been truly amazing. And you meet these incredible spouses and other military kids that it's like, I just want to meet you. And, you know, like, I feel like we're friends already. Absolutely. You know, you, you have so much in common with these people in terms of these, this type of lifestyle. And like I said, you can build really strong relationships that way. And I think all the different ways of communicating, like you said, um, it can have its drawbacks, but in a lot of ways it makes us, it can make you feel like you're not alone during this journey just as well. Yeah. You really connect with other people on shared experiences because Mm -hmm. Even though I've never, you know, fully been a spouse, I was engaged to a service member, but, you know, I don't have that full aspect of the lifestyle, but because I have the aspect of a child, you know, it's, you can still have that shared experience with someone and you talk about different things and different things that you experienced as a child versus, you know, a significant other versus what somebody else is experiencing as a spouse or, you know, the children who turn into spouses and what that's, that's like, Mm -hmm. and so many different things that you just connect over. And I always say talking with other military families is my favorite thing to do because you just, you can literally find somebody, not even know them, not know anything about them, but then have conversations for hours with them about what you've experienced and just life in general. Oh, yes. It's like you don't meet a stranger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're Um, never strangers. 
Yep. And my husband and I, we just had our firstborn son this past March. And oh, so that congratulations. Has, thank you so much. Um, he's such a blessing to our lives, but I will say it's, uh, you know, motherhood is a whole other journey unto itself. And during my partner's two deployments, we didn't have children. We just had two dogs. <laughs> um, but becoming a mother has been especially, um, it's brought its own set of challenges, but that's still, you know, the things that we're discussing with the relationships and the connections you make, that still especially carries on for when you become a parent. Um, I think becoming a mom, it has made me feel even more like it's more difficult to make friends because now I don't have nearly the amount of time I had before. And, you know, even just getting myself ready for the day can be hard um, with a baby. So, uh, but even so, those connections can make such a huge difference. And um, especially parent to parent, you know, with it, within that military lifestyle, it can still uh, come such a long way for that. Yeah, especially since we said, you know, being a spouse is one thing, but then being a parent is another thing. And adding the military lifestyle on top of it, you it's hard to even imagine what what it's like and that lifestyle that you're now living. But having that community that surrounds you who understands that and understands what it's like to be a military spouse, but then also understands what it's like to be a parent is so important to have. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. So the last thing I want to ask is what piece of advice would you give to another spouse? So I would say it's definitely say um, on the first that, you know, do your research, know what you're getting into. <laughs> but on a serious note, you know, you have to keep an open mind, you know, uh, be willing to grow, be willing to uh, kind of get out of your comfort zone and know that it's going to be okay at the end of the day, because no matter what happens, you know, whether plans change or you might not be able to take this vacation, um, you know, so long as you have each other and you're strong together, that's really all that matters. And um, just try to make the best of things, try to meet all the awesome people you can and, you know, take it day by day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it's so important to to just keep that mindset, you know, as you're going through this lifestyle and all those those good times, but also challenging times that you, you get. Um, but where can listeners connect with you and find your book at? So I do have an Instagram and a TikTok and Facebook, and they can find me at uh, the Speech Lady SLP. And that's where they can find any updates on my story. Um but my story is called Anchors Away, Mommy's Underway, and it is currently available for pre-order on Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble. Okay, well, awesome. Thank you, Sarah, so much for being on the podcast and sharing a glimpse into your life of what it's like. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. I had such a wonderful time speaking with you on these topics. And thank you again for what you're doing for the community, uh, the military community and the families. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, 
visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.